Page notes three dead innocents in three weeks, all near Memorial Hospital. She sends Billy to identify the demon, but strictly orders her to not fight it. Near the hospital, a man in the street tells a bystander that his wife is in labor and sends him off after her. The man is a demon named Antos. He gestures, summoning a swarm of imps, and shimmers away. The swarm attacks the bystander. Billy arrives and attacks the swarm, which turns on her, but she fights it off. Unknown to her, Agent Murphy has seen her use magic. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Brunch with the Hollowells. I am Ryan, and I am here with Rob, of course, the man himself, to discuss today's new episode, Rewitched. Rewitched. We're on episode five already. This is sort of the additional beginning beginning yeah. of the end. <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of beginnings, but now... This is the official beginning of the end, or maybe there's another one down the line. I'll probably <laughs> mark one as well. What did you think of Rewitch? Did we like this one? While I know we'll grade our villains later on, Rob, villains aside, I enjoyed it for what it was. You, Rob, how did you feel? Me, I... I thought this episode had a couple of laughs. This felt like an episode without magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- I mean, there was a lot of magic in this episode, like more spells than I remember in one episode lately. But other than that, I think there was a very big uh, storyline in regards to them just having normal lives. Like, let's just like just take the title. It sounds like bewitched, right? Like I, I feel there's just a lot of like we want to be normal in this episode, mm-hmm. and a lot of the stakes and issues that were arising were sort of like just normal, regular things. You know, just not having the confidence or or the the definite of just being themselves. You know, they're questioning their identity what exactly that they're doing, you know, are they doing the right thing? It's this conundrum of like, what are we doing here? And I I found all of that to be really exciting. However, yeah, this isn't the most exciting sort of like battle or episode when it comes to defeating a a villain. So yeah, it was okay for me, but I think that this, episode is a great wrap up to the story arc of them trying to have normal lives. I'll mention this later, but I think that they like the avatars and also like, you know, uh, Zanku and the source of all evil, they could have resolved all of this in one episode and they decided to give it five episodes for them to try and do normal things. Right. And then by the fifth time they've gone through enough situations to where it's it's just we can't we can't do it 
We have to go back. And if anything, the biggest reason why they want to go back is for themselves and not for magic or, you know, saving the world. To me, that's the impression that I got. They did it more for themselves. They just did not feel well trying to be other people. And I think that that's something to say about like people who feel like weird or odd or whatever, like just be yourself. You know, I don't mean to get like super preachy, but it's just like there's only one you and you trying to be somebody else isn't going to work for anyone at all. So I, I like this resolve after five episodes when again, it could have been resolved in one. So I'm glad it just resolved at all, Rob. And it actually ended at five episodes and this wasn't a season long or over half a season storyline because then it would have been even worse i feel well you know with these mirror images right i was like okay one of y'all's moving and the other one isn't so you guys are getting really restless trying to do this double image thing you guys are slipping so let's just get rid of these extra characters and go back to normal (laughs) we could finally say this is the last time of our establishing shot for those who tuned in late that yes the sisters are not themselves and I actually noticed after one of our charmies, the hair is up and down. It happened in this episode as well with Phoebe. So I'm glad it is over. Bye. All right. So what was that moment in this episode for you? Did you have a scene that stood out to you in action a phrase? What, what was that play of the week? Okay. So what were five episodes in? Yes. And how many times have I picked Paige? I believe. <laughs> Well, remember, the challenge is MVP. It has nothing to do with play. So, I mean, if Paige did something that you thought was great, have at it. It's more about the MVP. Okay, okay. Oh, my God. This is a weight lifted off me, Rob. So, yes, it is Paige saying, I'd rather you not die to Billy right off the bat. It was actually a strong moment, and it snapped her, I feel like, We will definitely talk about that. I have that in my notes too i found that line the delivery of it to be very powerful as well uh she meant it and she really cares about this girl and and it shows in that phrase so yes i totally agree for me i think the play of the week are those cheesy pickup lines at the speed dating yes I loved every single one of those lines. And then one guy was like, uh, like he really laid down some, some poetry. Like I cannot believe that there were people going there thinking that, what do you think about this? Something to think about as, until we get to that scene is the idea of speed dating and the type of people who go to these things. Just keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. Before we go to our MVP, I want to read you something. Ooh, I always love that. Surprise me. Uh, Iman Arkeles on uh, Instagram, he goes by dark, uh, dot Niter with two R's. I also have a proposition for both you and Ryan. <gasps> a new challenge. If, if you, Ryan, can last, or actually it's probably both of us it says um yeah if you ryan can last the entire season without Paige making mvp for more than 10 episodes 
I will personally donate $100 to your combined Patreon or 50 each to your individual Patreons. That's my offer, and I hope that you accept. So you have to be very truthful about who you're picking. If we happen to lose this bet, so be it. But you have to be very truthful. Well, first off, that is extremely generous. It's very oh generous. Yeah, but it's the last season we go out. Of this. It's the last season we go out with a bang. This is how the Charmies operate. So, oh my God, I am just flabbergasted. Um, well, thank you for that. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I actually did want to go back and see how many times I did say Paige already. I want to say you've said at least MVP twice in yeah, these that's five what I was episodes, thinking. but we'll figure that out. So with that being said, who's your MVP? But Okay, but I have one more question, though. Does oh, yeah. that mean that our Charmy thinks that you too will be picking Paige because she is the best sister this season. Well, it's the way of his message. He said, I have a proposition for both of you, which could just mean this podcast, but it seemed more directed to you because I'm not used (laughs) to picking Paige. So maybe it's a combine. I'll, I'll double down on that. I think though, it's really because Paige and maybe this will help me. So I don't have to say it ever again. Paige is still that sister. Paige is still that sister that Rob is going to be like every episode. Like, damn, Wow, Phoebe is all about herself. Oh, Piper's complaining. Uh, <laughs> you are a hater. <laughs> Whatever. But, okay. So I am so glad that I switched Paige out right before this. And I'm picking Billy of all people. Okay. And Rob, I am picking Billy because while she did that spell on Phoebe, I can't blame her because our beloved sisters did that also in their first season and Paige also did things like that in season four so nope I'm sorry and it actually wasn't the worst spell because all honestly they walked through the door and it was done I don't know what the hell that was about and the fact that she wanted to save innocence which is what this show is all about I think she deserves it for this episode so Billy Jenkins I 100% agree. I picked Billy as well. And I think the biggest factor for me was her determination to save innocence, which I was a little bit upset with that that wasn't her major like go to as to explain why she used her powers in public. And I, yeah, it, it was also just that that last savior that she that that last innocent that she saved. Um, getting him into a cab and into the hot, like all of that. I just found that to be really cool that she put innocence first. Yeah. So yes, she's my MVP as well. Now, did you happen to add anyone to your hot man meter this week? No, Rob, it was tempted. And I will go into who was tempting me, but no, I added someone. I had to. I I kind of remember him from other stuff, but I thought he looked great in this episode. He sounded great, and he looked great, and he's great, and he's going on my list. Oh, 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 okay. I wonder if it's who I'm thinking you're thinking of. Well, let's find out. Shall we get back to our episode? Yes, let's get there. Original air date, October 23rd, 2005. Written by Rob Wright and directed by John T. Kretschmer. 
Guest stars include Brandon Quinn back as Agent Murphy. We have Ronaldo uh, Gallegos as Antosis, Colin Douglas as our Imp Master, Nick Steele as Wit, with Josh Doherty as Nick, and Jason Lewis back again as Dex Lawson. Billy jeopardizes the Charmed One's new lives when she uses her powers and is caught by Homeland Security Agent Murphy, who suspects the Hollowell sisters are not dead. What did you think about our random bystander who, my God, ran faster than I've ever seen any person in this show run to save that pregnant woman down an alley that's not even just an alley. It curved. It was an alley with another alley attached. And this man, he was like, no, I'm going down. I don't care. The other woman ran really fast, too. And it's surprising that the other guy didn't follow. Like, he was instructed to call the police, but for her to go down by her, by themselves, yeah, it's a little sketch. I would have been like, aren't you coming to help? I don't know. Especially, like, don't you want to be near the person that you're, like, you know, trying to help? Like, it, yeah, it was a little weird. But, yes, they were all booking down that alley, all of them. But, see, this goes to show you, though. As I quote the wonderful Noxzema Jackson from Chu Wong Fu, there are times when you help people, and then there are times when if you help people, you end up being killed. So you don't help people. You know, you know, first off, that is an amazing quote, amazing movie. (laughs) And I, too, have thought of this over the years as well. I mean, I think we've all been there, Rob. You you pass maybe a car that's abandoned, you know, like someone's just sitting there. Do you help them or are they going to take you, kidnap you and do things to you? (laughs) It's terrible. It's terrible. But this is the world that we live in. Yeah, I really, I mean, it's it's a luck of the draw. I don't think there's any strategic way to try and read the room and figure out who it is that's best to help. I think that you would have to be in a situation or in a position to take care of yourself if things go sour. But yeah. for the most part, I know I'm not a fighter. So I'm not, I'm not that Samaritan. I'm not that bitch. I can't help people because... If things go wrong, I can't protect myself. That's just, I've learned that about myself and I'm okay with it. Doesn't mean that I don't want to help anyone, but like, I can't take that chance. That's, that's just me being honest, but it's, it's unfortunate that these innocent people, these good Samaritans died because they want to help people. Amen. So what are we saying to the charmies don't help anybody that's no sorry that's not what we're saying listen to noxzema jackson she knows what she's talking about listen yes like some people know exactly what they're talking about so billy does have her prue sound as she runs down the alley and i'm sure you caught that yes our bat our bat looking imps Rob, I had a thought during this, and matter of fact, when you were talking earlier about the stakes of, of the episode and the villains, do you think the writers did this on purpose to ease Billy into things and making it believable that she wouldn't die? Or is it just honestly they the main plot of this episode was to get the sisters back, so it was more of a, let's just give a generic villain and a plot to do it? Or are they thinking like, okay... 
let's give Billy somebody who wouldn't be like a, even though it was a charm spell, like a power of three spell that ended up killing the demon. But it, these demons weren't that formidable that Billy would believably be able to take them on early on. That's a really good question. I, I kind of have that in my notes too. I was going to ask you if, um, you know, Billy has been able to survive doing things on her own so far. And for the most part, some of these demons get away, but she hasn't died yet, even without the charmed one. So right. it's just like all of a sudden now she's not ready to go out and patrol like she's been doing without anyone's help. So I, I think that this week's villain and sort of Billy's role in it is a huge catalyst for the main thing, which is you sisters need to come back. We were dealing with an upper level demon that needed the power of three. How else were we going to defeat him? This was the pivotal dead end. Like you need to come back because we need the power of three done. Right. Right. So I don't know if it was a writer's tactic. I don't think there's any shenanigans going on. I feel that the villain of the week is something that Billy could have definitely handled by herself. But again, I feel, it, you know, it's just like your zombie movies. You know, zombies, whether they are the main focus or threat of the movie, the point of the movie it has nothing to do with the zombies. It's how the people react to that threat. Yeah, And I think that's what is happening here is Billy and the sisters are reacting exactly what this evil is is going through. You are going to have to let her go out and do things and let her do good, but you're also going to have to come back. So that's how I saw it. Beautifully stated. So to to answer, I mean, what about you? What to answer your own question? Like, do you feel that Billy sort of has been taken a step back as far as her abilities? before meeting the charm ones or is this really exactly where she is supposed to be when it comes to battling evil do you think they held her back or is is she just as good i think she is a you know a a better than the average witch well i guess later on we might find out why this is but honestly she hasn't been doing it too long so she could have just gotten lucky Plus, if you are going to have a power, telekinesis is a really good defense power. Throwing things back and everything like that, and enemies as well. You add that in, and she is smart. We've seen she came up with the crystal scrying. But the charmed ones have seen it, done it, died. And I think she is just getting lucky and possibly these demons aren't bringing their A games because they're not worried anymore. They don't have to come up with outlandish plans because the charmed ones are dead. So imp boy and, and the other ones can do their little scheme this week. Oh, I'm going to pe- take kidnap people down an alley. That's going to be my thing. We'll talk That's- about that later. Uh, <laughs> Agent Murphy comes to the manor and Billy meets him at the door. The sisters perceive a threat. Uh, Dex arrives to take Phoebe on a getaway to Napa. She Mm. tries to wave him off, but Billy casts a love spell. Hear these words, hear my rhyme, bless these two in this time. Bring them both into the fold. Help them now cross love's threshold. So the spell was supposed to work until they got to the threshold. The big oh. nervous thing, the the leap, 
that is what the spell did. Now that the job has been done, you cross the threshold. You guys don't need magic anymore. You're married. That's why it expired. Thank you. Thank you. So smart, too. Okay. That makes sense. That, I mean, that's how I saw it. So they leave together, uh, Phoebe and Dex. When they return, she is in a bridal gown and he is in a tuxedo. But when he carries her across the threshold, the spell breaks. Dex drops Phoebe. I love that. Oh and neither that remembers crazy. getting married. I love that. I'll start with what was said in the synopsis. I forgot that the spell broke when they crossed the threshold myself. Yes. When I watched it, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but I did think that was really funny. Dex, though, did not look too bothered about the circumstance. He had no memory of getting married. The fact that they are married. And he just, again, just had this calm voice of just like, yeah, th yeah this is weird. I don't know what's going on. Do you remember anything? I don't either. Is he calm, Rob, or is he on tranquilizers? Because ah! this man is always like this. I Well, I mean, there were plenty of opportunities for him to be very outraged, mad, venting, just hysterical over the discoverer of magic, and none of the above happened except for his immediate reactions to things, which I think is funny. Uh, we'll talk about him fainting later. I thought that was great. Yeah, he looked more confused, but just so calm. He just looked really calm. Billy trying to do her best to make amends for them not getting what they want out of their normal lives. Like you said earlier, I do understand why she did the spell. It's a rite of passage. I don't hate on her for doing this. And, you know, but my thing is, is why is this spell in the book and what is it for? If we're not to use personal gain, right. there are some right. of these like spells in here that I don't understand what they're for. Unless you are using them for other people. But again, should you be doing that? Yes, because doesn't that take away the person's free rights or, yeah, or I, will uh, to love somebody? I don't know how these spells work without personal gain, but it was in the books. Therefore, it should be used. <laughs> so Billy lies about what she saw during the surveillance. We see that she does use her powers. She's, you know, she got a hold of the imp, who I, what I, which I thought looked cool. Yeah, I don't know. I like these little bad with the red glow. I liked all of that. I thought it that looked was... good too. Honestly, the CGI and you know I always bring up the CGI. It looked decent. Yeah, I also love that Phoebe caught her lying and also checking out her scar. <laughs> and then Phoebe was just such a snitch, and she was like, "Paige, <laughs> I got something to tell you." But they didn't follow up on it because she did get scratched. Naturally, I would think that something like contagious would happen to her, but it didn't. Um, yeah, that's true. That's another good I, thing to look out for. But I did love that she told her. I, I, I was a good for you, Phoebe. I like snitch is horrible, but <laughs> I, I still thought it made sense for her to, you know, tell. Um, I would have done the same, especially because there was a scratch, you know. So the villain of the week, we got um, sort of a a general idea of what it is that he's trying to do. So the villain is Antosis. To me, he's playing a short game. 
And he's gaining territory like a gang or a mobster would, taking over yes. neighborhoods for their own. I totally get that. Maybe there is a longer game to this, but it wasn't said. To me, I just think he's thinking a little small, just trying to take over one part of a neighborhood. I agree. <laughs> Billy knows that there are imps, and she comes up with this plan to capture the master so they can get the one who hired him. I think that's a wonderful plan. Uh, did Billy have a choice not to use her powers or do you think she had no choice given the circumstance and also saving the innocent? I don't blame her for this. They all would have done it in this situation. We saw Paige a few episodes ago, almost orbing to save a purse snatch victim for her purse. So this man is getting talon to death, scraped to death. I don't know. Eaten. Hell Yeah. I mean, maybe she shouldn't have been there, but she was told to investigate. I mean, Paige said, take my car, right? So, well, I mean, that's what the is thing. she going to do? What it, is she going to do? It never made the conversation like, do you want me to just let this innocent die? He was being attacked. What do you want me to do? So she, but she didn't bring it up. say that later, right? Because I think she mentioned she, she's like, I'm sorry for the imp thing, but I don't think I was wrong for that. So I guess I'm hoping that's what she meant later on when she says that. But I agree. What, are they going to let this man die? I mean, no. It just shows that she does have a good heart, which is someone you want on your team. I don't know how she is later on. but mm. So we are also introduced to another uh, fundraiser or event that is happening at P3 <sighs> due to Victor's wonderful <laughs> mandatory man, man, um, managing skills. Bingo was canceled. <laughs> Bing. Okay, so so here's the thing. I have two things about this scene. So I played bingo at a restaurant before, maybe not at a club, but I will say that at the club during the weekdays, events do happen like yes. karaoke, uh, trivia night, and also even bingo. Um, yes. Is bingo too old for people? Like, is it only for old people, but maybe it is okay, but not just for Piper's Club or Vibe? Like, what do you think about the idea of Bingo Night? Well, first of all, you, you summed it up perfectly, Rob. That is what I think a successful business would do on their, maybe not, maybe prime time on a Friday clock at 8 o'clock. But this is a way to help a struggling P3 to do other events. So I'm totally with it. And no, I mean, that's the image they give us that bingo is for the older generation. I mean, if anyone's been to a casino and seen the bingo hall, I mean, there is quite a few of um, our, our older, our older folks there, but I like bingo. It's easy and it could be fun. in like, you're saying a club environment like this, especially if you do it, maybe, with alcohol involved that helps people right so that makes things fun <laughs> and the other thing that i wanted to talk about um which is what i asked earlier do you feel that speed dating is for desperate singles oh it's one of those things i've never experienced because i would never put myself in that because i would never i don't think be able to I don't know, have a conversation in that short amount of time, make it meaningful and know that you're, you know, if there's a connection or not. But uh, I think if it works for people, I don't know if it's for desperate people. I think it's just a way of meeting more people. And probably this is, I'm sure, old fashioned at this point. This is more our generation prior to apps, I think. 
I mean, maybe it happens. Well, some people will always sort of cl- clarify speed dating as a moment of like nothing else works. And this is the last resort or what about I, the video dating? <laughs> I just, you know, I, I keep having trouble meeting people. So it's just more of this like solution to a problem where speed dating could be used as an advantage on top of your somewhat successful dating life. It's just a way of meeting more broad people in person. Uh, I remember a time back in the day when if you dated people from online that you were desperate, you know? Yes, yes. Or you were going to get murdered. Because you couldn't, because if you don't have the skill of meeting people in person and you need online help and meeting strangers to do it through a computer, that shows a lot of desperation. And I think that that has definitely changed over the years. But speed dating is is a very old-fashioned thing. You know what I think of is um, Valentine. When they had to do the speed dating and it was just that cheesy sort of like, I, I think that it is possible to gain some kind of connection or at least some commonality to, to be like, okay, you pique my interest. I want to know more type of deal. Also, it, it also gives you more of an in-person interaction too. Um, yes. Then, you know, doing it online, which there's nothing wrong with doing it that way either. But I, I don't, I don't dislike the idea of speed dating it's a lot of pressure for me to like talk to so many people all at That's once. That's the thing. Yes. It's like one after another after another. And you have to keep up that energy. Are you defeated from the last person? Are you going to come off like, uh... so yeah, I don't know if I would be capable of doing that, but it'd be really interesting to see how all of that works. So we see Piper and Paige and Leo early on in Piper's room as they do the famous mirror shot. Goodbye, mirrors. Goodbye, actresses. So Piper is asking Paige to come and be one of the participants for speed dating tonight. And Paige says, you're pimping me out? I thought that was so funny. And then followed by this quote, Rob, is this what we've been reduced to? Loveless sex? Pimping? And the way <laughs> the way Rose says it, I gets me every time. When she said that, it came flooding back to me from whatever the like, years ago when I watched this. Just like Charmy Julia mentioned, and we talked about this earlier. Phoebe walks in past the mirror. Her hair is up with a flower, but her appearance is that of having her hair down. So it's just weird that. It's so funny you caught that. I wasn't paying attention to that. I can't believe I missed that again. <laughs> it's only because she mentioned that. And then I'm like, okay, you're right. Wow. But it is, it makes no sense because if you do have your hair up, I don't get it. What are you touching? Like, does that, is that invisible? Is that like a hologram, like gem? Does it go right through? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Like, De- this is what I thought of, Rob. If Dex is, let's just say, about to embrace her, right? embrace her and he puts his hand on her face let's just say her hair is there down in what he's seeing but phoebe's hair is up i mean i know it sounds so crazy but then what is he feeling does he feel nothing there weird weird (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i love how this is so important to you this (laughs) no i mean these are definite details um that one would pay attention to so i get it (laughs) and i just got to say again 
in Billy's defense, this is something they all would have done early on. I can't fault her. I can't fault her yet for anything she's done. Besides the stupid spell, okay. But she didn't think that they were going to get married. Piper has organized a speed dating night at P3. Paige is participating and meets a series of men who use cheesy pickup lines, but finally meets one she likes. Wit. Paige and Wit, what a name, are at P3, and the two are kissing. They are ready to get horizontal. Wow. He calls her Joe. Paige sees no Joe O'Mara from S Club in the mirror, so she gets cold feet. Okay, Rob. The pickup lines, I don't even think in 2000, whenever this was, 2005. 2005 would have worked. Really random. Paige looks, uh, excuse me, P3 looks so strange with those light cubes out during the speed dating. I thought that was funny. The replacement song. Didn't you love that catchy pop song? You're a hater. Oh my God. What was wrong I with this song? I laughed so hard. Where did my, I actually wrote lines down. I loved it, <laughs> but in a cheesy way. It was like, so you can say what you want to do. Something like, it was like crazy. I loved it. I with the bell too of the speed thing. It was so it took me back, but cheesy as hell. In living color, you, yes. I, didn't that the line you just said? What were you singing? <laughs> oh my god! I so I'm so sad. Unless I wrote it on a different scene, I had lyrics to these songs because I couldn't believe what, what I they thought said. it was. I thought it was a fun poppy song. I but I'm not a lyrics person, so I didn't care what they were saying. It just sounded so like I'm speed dating. This is this cheesy, you know, romantic <laughs> move like song. I just thought it was funny. I I agree. It was cheesy as hell, but I love that the beat and the, the the lyrics were just two different things. So, by the way, we get a four one five magazine shout out to Prue. Thank you for working at four one five magazine. I love that they remembered that uh, family emergency we get, and the way Piper delivered the line. We have a family emergency, but Rob. I'm so glad that Paige stuck up for herself, pulled a Phoebe, and said, no, you wanted me to do this. I'm actually having a good time now after hours of, of meeting these, these men telling me these pickup lines that are the craziest I've ever heard in my life, or the cheesiest, most cliched. I'm going to stay. I honestly think this was not something Paige normally does. She listens to pipe. Like, she usually gets bossed around. Good for you, girl. But I also, I'm also glad that she not okay with pretending to be somebody else. And when hearing the name Joe, I think I loved that scene of it turning her off. Because I feel like that's how I would feel as well. So I like that whole thing. Piper was like, fine, be that way. Yeah, like, okay, be Phoebe. Okay. (laughs) That was too funny. It is, it is very like heartbreaking that somebody's into you, but not for the right reasons. Yes. They have no idea who it is that they're talking to, let alone the heavy secret of being a witch. But now you don't even know what I look like. Would you even be attracted to my real face? Like, that's a lot. I don't want to be called somebody else's name during sex. either. So, yeah, that that does suck. 
So Joe. I'm like, who's Joe? Oh, oh. It's too bad that they couldn't cast a spell to keep their looks, but nobody knows who they are. Just yes, a, like every, just a race. Like if you see this woman, her name is not Paige Matthews, but she keeps her face. She's just a different name, and keep the <sighs> face. See, we should have wrote these damn spells. This is what we would have done to begin with, and we wouldn't have waited months to have Wyatt and Chris think that they were different people when they looked at them oh my god so it's crazy so the men start coming into the club and immediately they single in on this nerdy excited like guy just smiling and getting all giddy and then piper has the biggest grin she is just so like <laughs> you gotta talk to all these guys but again it just kind of hinted on the idea of like you know, speed dating is like for losers or whatever the case. So, but anyways, here's the thing that nerdy guy, if he had a name credit in this episode, I would have picked him for hot man meter. That is my shit. I love guys like that. I just find them to be so freaking cute. He would have he, made the adorable list. I'm sorry. I don't, I, but he didn't get a speaking role. So I'm surprised I, he wasn't labeled as a nerd on yeah, the casting call or something wasn't. like that. The other two guys who did the whole like cheesy Pick lines, up. they were credited. This nerdy guy wasn't. And I would have immediately been so excited to talk to him. So that's I think he me. got love later on, though, Rob, because I believe it's him. There's a guy with glasses on and he's holding a hand of one of the women so good for him nerdy guy he got somebody oh and i love this so the guy from the uh newspaper or magazine or wherever his name is nick i love this hi nick oh wait no he goes hi i'm nick hi i'm married (laughs) pimp move pimp leo that's what you do when you have somebody coming on to you Okay, but then is this wrong? Because he goes, I know, I read it in the bio. I thought they weren't married, the two characters. Again, another slip up. That, that you know, it's whatever. But here's the thing. Julie wasn't, but maybe this new persona was. Oh, yeah. See? See? This is why, this is why Rob is doing this show. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this Leo, this is how you shut someone down. She immediately was just like, I'm not having it today. Even though she was wrong to call him out for it, this is what you do. And it was obvious that Eve was into him. So it's just like, no, I'm not interested. I took it differently, Rob. I took it because Piper is just ready to put somebody down and bitch at them. It's not bitching. It's not bitching. I I felt, well, at, at least for a line to be delivered, I just thought it was funny how, because look at the atmosphere. Look where they're at. Speed dating is all around. That's exactly what the people are there to meet people. So if somebody comes up to me and been like, oh, hi, I'm Nick. Like, I'm going to assume they're probably hitting on me, too. So I just yep. it's, it's Piper's it, fashion to just be like, hi, I'm married. Yeah, because Piper's used to every man falling in love with her. Thank God she wasn't Piper. or She really would have thought the man was after her. oh yeah real quick nick Steele, who plays wit hot man meter done long hair cute smile i love this man look him up ryan the body is for days i'm not even kidding you this man looks gorgeous speaking of earlier you asked me who i'm possible you know if i had one he was my possible this man looked like he was plucked out of the cover of a romance novel i'm I'm sorry i thought he looked 
fantastic. So for now, he's going on my hot man meter. Okay, you I'll be I'll be looking for him in the meantime. Let me see him. Okay, Nick Steele. Wow, what a name. I know the name alone is very romance novel, right? I might have to rethink things. Oh wow. You know what, Rob? Well, I mean, if he didn't do it for you now, there's no reason he should just because he (laughs) looks great in person. Because he glue up. No, I'm just. (laughs) So the fight between Phoebe Piper and Billy, I thought was great. It was fun. It was like exhilarating. I love how they were both in their faces and Billy was not stepping down. She had something to say, a reason for why she did what she did. It wasn't just one sided. I wish Billy again could have continued to push on the fact that she was saving an innocent using her powers, but mm-hmm. I just like how, you know, Piper stormed in like the mother she is. It's like, why are you crazy? What are you doing? You know? <laughs> and Phoebe decides to go with it and says that this was meant to be, but I love how Piper was like, no, I, well, I do. I'm older. And so what I think counts more. That was great. <laughs> that was actually a great quote. I too. love that line. He's like, I'm the older one. And and Phoebe just like pimping pimping her on, and Phoebe just like egging her on and looking at Billy like, yeah, you listen to her. It's really funny. <laughs> well, but again, she saw a vision of them getting married. The threshold it happened. We don't know how it happened. Maybe this is exactly how it was supposed to happen through magic. And so she decides to go along with it. Also, we see that Leo and Dex are watching the game together. I thought that was kind of cool. Very cute. Would you be okay with how they got married, even though they don't remember? No, I I think this whole thing is still, you know how I feel. The whole thing is blah, cousin Phoebe, mix, they don't know each other. Eh, No, you got to get rid of this. This is like some Britney Spears wedding in Vegas. Annulled. Annulled. Billy has identified Antosis, but it takes the power of three to vanquish him. She goes to Phoebe and says that she has a plan. Phoebe turns her down flat, and she is very disappointed. Phoebe begins to regret living as Julie Bennett, and she shares her thoughts with Paige. This moment by the fire is just the two of them. I thought that was great. Yes, very gorgeous. Um, I thought that was a great scene, and again... Very uh, telling on what it is to, you know, go through this sort of plan of normalcy and can they escape it? And I think both of them had very valid feelings because some people would look at this and be like, you got what you wanted and now you're bitching and complaining more. And I think that every reason that they had to doubt themselves on this plan is is valid. It may, It just makes sense. Agent Murphy goes to Piper and shows her... Th- of the innocents killed by the imps. He notes her lack of shock and feet and Piper needs to work on that. Uh, he assures her that it's that he's not after the Hollowells, but he knows about the supernatural and wants the charm ones help. Mm-hmm. So this reminds me a lot of agent Jack's Jackman. Would you trust, yes. would you trust Murphy right away with the line like that? Like I'm not after the Hollowells. I want help. <sighs> not right away. No. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I would either. So it looks like Billy does stay there when she's not in school because this was like kind of really late the way that she woke up Phoebe while yeah. she was sleeping. So she must be sleeping there to answer your question from earlier. 
Uh, and again, I think it's a really nice moment again for Phoebe and Paige to have and, and have a discussion about it. This episode, including um, a bunch of things that was happening with Agent Murphy, it seems that the episode is making the charm ones feel bad for their choice to fake their deaths. Mm. Should so much guilt be written in the show to make them return? I think for their characters, it should, because you're wanting the viewers to say, yeah, they really want to be helping innocents. Now, this, though, is the season that many fans turn on the sisters and say that they really were at their most um, selfish. I mean, that's what I've read over the years. But I would say somewhat, somewhat. We never really thought the plan was great to begin with. Yeah, I. it was just, again, more the understanding of how do they escape magic when it's it's still going to exist whether they like it or not. Exactly. Correct me if I'm wrong, the Angel of Destiny was supposed to replace the Charm Ones so they can have normal lives. Nobody was taking their place. So this plan just wouldn't have worked because evil still is going to keep happening. Billy did a lot of like, we got to save innocence. What is your deal? This is our job. This is what we do. And it it just, I don't know. I feel that the writers a little bit were trying to attack the charm ones for not wanting to do magic anymore and not wanting to save lives. I, I don't know. It just Unless seems a little. They're setting, that's what they're, I don't think this is why they did it because I don't give them as much credit maybe than I should, but maybe this was their early foreshadowing foreshadowing of why the character Billy might feel differently about them. Maybe this is a bloop. We're going to plop this here, plop this here, plop this here. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a breadcrumbs to a bigger thing, but so Rob, I too loved this very stripped down sister moment with Phoebe and Paige in front of the fireplace. I don't know if it's something that we haven't seen in a while since maybe an earlier season one, season two, with just the sisters having a conversation in this very calm, not really music heavy scene. So I appreciated it. I don't know if it's because of the budget, but I feel like a lot of this episode and a lot of this season, maybe besides Billy's flipping is stripped down. So I appreciate that aspect of season eight so far. And my one question is what does Dex think of the fight that Phoebe has with Billy directly after coming in screaming and then later on when Billy comes to the door and, and Dex says, is everything all right? And she says, no, no. What drama and what is going on? Like He doesn't question this at all. <laughs> this is a man who is like, she is an independent woman. She can fight her own battles. I don't need to be the savior. If she's got it handled, she's got it handled. I'm not even going to ask. I'm surprised he was awake. You don't involve yourself in sisterly drama. You let that shit lie, you know, and, and you know, you just be there for her when she needs it. Amen. So Billy goes after Antos. She saves an innocent and returns to the manor. Antos shimmers in after her, followed by the imp master. Billy throws a potion and vanquishes the imp master. The charmed ones say a spell. Hear us now, the witches call, he who makes Samaritans fall. We speak as one, the sisters three, and banish you to eternity. And that's the end of Antos. The sisters and Leo decide at last to drop their false identities. 
Phoebe says a spell. I call upon the ancient powers to unmask us now and in future hours. Show us well and thoroughly. Reveal ourselves so the world can see. The four and the four see their true identities in the mirror for the first time in weeks. Yay! The sisters visit and astonish Agent Murphy. Piper admits to the disguise and that she was Julie Bennett. They offer their help in return for his. He covers for the sisters, saying that Homeland Security had faked their deaths to to find the perpetrators of a crime. Wow, wow, wow. So, Rob, I loved our breakfast scene where the girls are sitting down. I love when we see them in their pajamas. I know it's so stupid, but we usually see them having to always run out and fight and, and do things like that. So I love this normalcy for them. I also loved these the two quotes from Phoebe and Paige where they overheard Leo and Piper also having the same struggles. And uh, Paige says it's thin walls and that she heard in the hallway. And Phoebe says that she heard in the bathroom. So that loved it, loved it, loved it. I love that they're all like listening in and, and things like that. And my question, Rob, is did the, Elders get in a TV alert that the Charmed Ones are back. At what point do they realize this? Is it after the magic that they these these cousins have been doing for weeks? Is it the spells? Is it the demons exploding at the manor? When do the elders find out? Do they watch TV too, or or, or they hear that? Oh, Homeland Security. Oh yeah. Like I don't get it. I don't get it. It's it's more of a feeling when they decide to look down. I don't know if they're still in hiding. Who knows? Um, it'll be something to look into or watch out for as we watch future episodes. Uh, the The only thing I have for this is, again, while most people wanted them to turn back to themselves a little sooner, I do appreciate the patience and the time that they took to explore and analyze the idea of them trying to have normal lives while still trying to um, train someone into the world of magic. I think five episodes is enough to do that. And when they made this decision, it makes sense why, because we got five episodes to explain that. So kudos to this story arc. And um, yay, I'm I'm glad that they're back. (laughs) Amen. Phoebe goes to Dex and admits that she was Julie Bennett. Take, taking on her false appearance, and he passes out. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, okay. Made it just in time. Witch Watcher, you had something to do before this? I was waiting for you this whole episode, and now you came. Okay, okay. So, Rob, our Witch Watcher has brought this quote from Charms Pass to you. I'm going to get this wrong like last week. You aren't. It's going to come to you. You can't keep Wolfsbane and Holy Thistle on the same shelf. Their harmonics are in complete opposition. I mean, I don't want to second guess a sister witch, but this is all wrong. I don't see how you can cast a spell that's worth a darn. <laughs> okay, I don't remember her name. I know this is the witch practitioner from Fear to Eternity. Or, Close. Not, or um, 
God, what was that episode called? It was in season one, right? Actually, no, I could see the mix up. It is a Barbus episode, Miss Hellfire. Oh, and- it's oh, that's right. They had to protect the um the the witches on the list. Okay, yes, you are correct. See, I told you I get it wrong. Uh, what was her name? No, you kind of guessed it. You knew it was well, a Barbus episode, I knew and you it knew it her. was witch practitioner. So yes, she is known as witch practitioner. Okay, aka. Marcy Steadwell. Marcy Steadwell. <laughs> this woman. <laughs> she, she appeared in one episode and she was left in the manor for protection against Miss Hellfire after she was on the list. Not a witch, I guess, per se, in the charmed one. Well, I mean, her fashion. spell did work. Her protection spell brought the charmed ones to save her. Which, by the way, Rob, her protection spell is a sta- a sage stick, and you light the top of the sage stick and let the smoke fill the room while chanting, Favor us, Sister Moon, with your protective beams. Give all who dwell within this spell safe days and sweet dreams for those who dwell underneath this roof. Well, Marcy, we remember you. You will never f- be forgotten. <laughs> you dead, Marcy. You dead. No, just- <laughs> <laughs> So I love when Dex um, passes out over this idea, but this is what I love about this. I am so proud of Phoebe for once taking a risk yes. and telling Dex what was going on. Amen. Amen. Yes. Get over, girl. Do it. Rip now, the bandaid off. I know that she told jason dean but i think that was under the circumstance of being exposed anyway yeah but she consciously was like i'm going to tell him what's going on and i love that phoebe did this because i think she is the biggest liar of them all she does not want to reveal this secret at all to anyone so i am super proud of her for telling him and um hey you said it she's the biggest liar of them all (laughs) while it may not be the reaction that she was hoping for it was a change of pace for her to stop lying and just tell the truth that's how i saw it um at p3 piper and Paige are welcomed by a bunch of people and they are glad to finally be themselves again in spite of everything 2000s oh my god re- my god these old school cameras and these flip phone camera phones disposable cameras too i oh saw people god. winding their cameras to take another picture i even had that small little like gray silver camera the one that yes! where the lens comes out i had one of those i had somebody holding Digital one camera right those yes. little and I was like, man, this is so old school. Everyone had that Nokia flip phone. Oh, my goodness. It was so crazy seeing all that technology out. <laughs> For anyone who didn't live through that time, that was literally a time capsule of the 2000s right in P3. Opened the door, Paige and Piper came out and walked right into 2005. <laughs> so that wraps up Rewitched episode five of season eight. Uh, I want to get right into the high stakes meter. Ryan, what did you think of the plan of the uh, Antosis trying to take over these territories, employing uh, the Imp Master to help with this? What do you think of the plan? And also, where do you put them on the high stakes meter? 
God, I always just want to say, yeah, basic. Because it's so <laughs> fun to say, Rob, I, I want to believe in your, he was looking for possibly the, taking over the streets like the Godfather one street at a time. But, oh my God, I'm sorry. This was boring wow, all the, the way at the other end of the scale. Okay. Damn, damn, damn. This was no, this was nothing, I think. Okay. All right. For me, I'm going to say annoying. Uh, I didn't think that the imps were a huge threat, although they managed to kill three people under the charm one's watch. Okay. So okay. You're right. I will say that the stakes were a little bit troublesome. I think most of what was going on in this episode, like I said, was them dealing with themselves rather than this annoying guy, just killing people on the side but the plan to like slowly take over a territory, if he had a bigger idea of what he wanted to expand to, we didn't get that. So unfortunately, I don't think this plan is really that big of a deal. The Imp Master, I think, is super creepy. His power is actually very unique. I enjoy kind of watching him do his thing. And the idea of, um, and you know, Hitman for Hire and all that stuff, I think is pretty cool. But the execution of it all and the way that it played a stake in the episode was a little bit of an, of an annoyance to what was really going on in the episode. But again, it did manage to kill three people, but to get rid of them didn't take nothing. They blew them up and set a spell and it was done. So their annoyance, we're going to do fashions by Ryan, Ryan, take it away. I got my little flip flown camera out and the picture <laughs> the picture that I took this week of the most fashionable. It was either going to be Phoebe in her tan wrap at the end that looked very relaxed. Phoebe actually had quite a few nice looks in this. She had an orange look with the flower I, I liked earlier, tank top. Paige in her purple outfit at the end when she comes back to the world with Piper. Almost a contender but I'm giving it to Billy yet again with her casual brown graphic tee with her maroonish jacket cut off at the waist with a belt, a very Billy look, a very 2000s look, but this is actually a cute look. So I liked Billy's outfit this week. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Billy definitely has some fashion sense for sure. Uh, so I'm sure she'll be talked about in future episodes regarding her fashion. So next week on Charmed, Kill Billy Volume 1. So I don't remember this episode except for the fact that it is our official Halloween episode. I think this aired on the 30th. Uh, I was, I was remember, yes, it was, I was excited because first off, we finally got another one and it was close to Halloween. Yes, yes, I think, I, you know, the last two episodes, I was like, ooh, we're getting close to Halloween. Is there an official Halloween episode? And they acknowledge it in the episode, so that's great. But I have no idea what this is about. Do you remember? Yes, and I actually remember there's a scene in this episode that is creepy. So I think look out for that, everybody. And I believe the villain is named the the Dugan, the Dogan, the Dagan, the Dugan. 
<laughs> I look forward to this episode. Can't wait to watch it. So we will definitely have another episode for you next week. We'll be doing episode six, Kill Billy Volume 1. Thank you, everyone, who listened to this episode. I hope you enjoyed your brunch or whichever day you are listening to this. Thank you for returning. Uh, I am so far enjoying season eight, to be honest, and I hope you guys are, too, listening to our recap. Remember to leave any comments or suggestions for the podcast or for us um, on Twitter or Instagram. Also, you can leave a comment on the show and rate our show on Apple Podcasts. Again, make sure to leave your charming confessions either through voicemail or you can directly DM us on Twitter or Instagram. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Sunday, a spell got Vivi into marriage. You're not serious, are you? Yeah. A spell got her out of marriage. It's not every day you find out you're married to a witch. Eh. But a spell won't help her with this. I'm pregnant. What? Well, the hits just keep on coming. Fresh Charmed at 8, 7 central on the WB's Big Sunday.